0: Welcome to the Talking About Life podcast. I am your host, Ian Lepkowski. My Twitter handle is at K-O-W-S-K-Y underscore E-T-H. My E-N-S is kowski.eth, as in the first three letters, of course, in Ethereum. We always start the show by thanking God, the universe, source, love, energy, light, whatever you want to call it, that you believe something is bigger than yourself, if you so do believe. We have gratitude and thankfulness for that magic that brings these guests to the show, brings the listeners in, brings us all together, connects us across the globe, across oceans and lands and distances of great magnitude that we could have conversations in real time. So we express that gratitude. Of course, we got to extend that gratitude to the guest. Without the guest, there's no show. So, the guest today that we are very grateful to have is Free Your Mind. Uh, his Twitter uh, handle is at Free Your Mind 808. So that's at F R E E Y O U R M I N D 808. His Twitter bio reads Lead Apostle at Chronic Youth underscore I O at Founders Key I O, Lifelong Learner, adventure, uh, adventure Enthusiast, Crypto Bull, Vault equals VF. Hell yeah, V friends, woo! O C M R V I T P A and Izu. So, free your mind. Pleasure to have you on the show. Like I said, we're very grateful to have you. We also mentioned before the show, uh, and we put in the title here. We will be talking about the Wim Hof method. For those of you who have never heard of Wim Hof, I'm sure free your mind will, you know, do his own intro of you know himself and Wim uh, Hof. But, dude, Wim Hof is this guy that I know, bro. He's the fucking Iceman, bro. The fucking Iceman Wim, bro. This motherfucker is, like, climbing up to, like, the base camp and above of Everest in his motherfucking gym shorts and, like, a t-shirt or no t-shirt, bro. Because he has this incredible fucking breathing method that... All humans can do on some level. He's proven this. He has disciples, you know, uh, that like studied under him directed, directly. They they studied them. They gave them different tests and challenges and measured their results and proved like it's not just him. He's some freak of nature. It really is like this hidden potential in all humans. So I think that's dope as fuck. Um, but I will let you, you know, do your own explanation for your mind. Feel free to introduce yourself beyond the bio. But how are you doing today? And how are you doing in general?
1: Wow what a great intro it is great to meet you we've been following each other for a while I think since last VCon Uh, I see a lot of your tweets I love what you're doing so cool that you uh have this podcast and help uh bring people up just to talk about uh things that they're interested in I'm super excited uh this is my first time I've been uh, like officially interviewed. I've been doing spaces for a while, but never uh, like the one actually being interviewed. And so my ego wants to tell me I'm nervous, but I think in reality, I'm just super excited because I am very passionate about the Wim Hof method. And I, I really think as you kinda of alluded to in your intro, it sounds like you're you're fired up about it as well. And I know in in the DMs you were saying you've been interested in it for a while. So hopefully at the end of this I can kinda of inspire you to uh, to want to learn more and dive in. Uh
0: Fuck you. And let me just say real quick, something I think is cool that I heard about being nervous is that like sometimes when you're nervous about something good, like you said, dude, you are just excited, but it's not societally appropriate for you to get on and be like, Let's go, motherfucker. I'm being I'm being interviewed now, bitch. I'm the one being motherfucking interviewed. What in the hot seat. Now? Like, cause like maybe that's on some level what you feel, like when it's your first time up, um, and your body's like, well, I can't say that. So you're like, I guess I'm nervous, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're feeling that. Who knows? I don't know. I thought it was a cool thing. I'm like, ooh, I like that. I identify more with that. Yeah, dude,
1: I'm fired up. I Go like down. that you're, you're bringing the energy. Uh, I, uh, just a quick side note before we jump into it. I, uh, I'm obsessed with kind of health and wellness. And uh, I went in the sauna today because uh, I just love heat and cold exposure. And uh, I'm super excited because I got up to 30 minutes, which is a new record for me. I usually try to aim for 20. And so I got up just absolutely fired up. And I like that you're bringing that positive energy. So definitely feeding into that. And the reason I said I'm, I'm nervous is because a lot of the times the chemical biological response of our emotions is the same. So nervousness and excitement biologically, physiologically is actually the same, like sweaty palms or shaking voice or all these different attributes that come with it. And it's really your perception of how you're interpreting those responses that dictates how you label it. And so a lot of the times we may say we're nervous, but in reality, we're just excited. And so, uh, like I said, my ego wants to say nervous, but I'm actually just super excited. Uh, So yeah, let's, let's dive in. I first wanna start with really sharing my intent and why I wanted to come up here, talk to you, and really why I wanted to share about the Wim Hof method. And then I'll give a little quick, uh, you know, bio in what I'm doing here in Web3. And then I'll dive into my story and how I discovered the Wim Hof. And then we can get into all the details and the science that backs it up. Uh, so I have been doing this method for the past four years now and I'm just super passionate about it. So what I wanna do today, my intent is really just to share my story, share my experiences that I've had with this, explain a lot of the science and the benefits. I know that a lot of people uh, really like scientific proof to prove these different things. I, for myself, don't really need scientific proof to try things or to believe in things. But I fully recognize and sensitive to the fact that a lot of people do. So I'll be nerding out a lot about the biology and the science behind it. Apologize if it's kind of too deep into the weeds. Uh, and I'll do my best to try to simplify it as well.
0: Bro, I'm, I, live at the, I have a small apartment at the bottom of the rabbit hole, bro. So take me down.
1: Good looks. And really what I'm trying to do is I just want to inspire people. I want to inspire people to be curious to want to learn more. Uh, I don't like making statements of like, you should, or you have to, I don't believe in telling anyone else what they have to do. So I'll do my best not to make those statements. And if I do, it's not my intention to tell you, I'm just super fired up. And uh, I've just had so many great benefits and uh, positive experience with this. And then the last thing I'll say is I know a lot of people are skeptical And this is something I'm sure you can relate to in terms of uh, being in Web3. A lot of people, when I tell that I'm into trading NFTs and investing into Bitcoin and other cryptos, they look at me with a funny face and I say, oh, you know, have you gone down the rabbit hole? And they go, no, I'm just super skeptical about it. And it's funny because my response to everyone that says that is good. It's actually good that you're skeptical. And so if anyone's skeptical about the Wim Hof method or about the benefits of cold or breathing or meditation, uh, I'll say good. Being skeptical means that you're a critical thinker. Being skeptical means that you think for yourself. And I was skeptical of crypto, of Web3, of the Wim Hof method, of meditation, of psychedelics, of all these different interests that I have. Before I got into them, before, before I went deep down in the rabbit hole. And so what I would just offer up is just the acknowledgement that it's good to be skeptical. The only thing I would add is to also keep an open mind. I think if you are skeptical with an open mind, that means you're curious. And that means you'll be able to actually listen to this and maybe be open to some of the things I'm sharing.
0: Yeah, bro. Let me just let me just cut in right there too, because that's an important message for me too. Um, on skepticism. Like I'm I'm like a radical skepticist. Uh, I believe strongly in skepticism but what I don't believe in is when people misuse the word skepticism and what they really mean is I'm scared I don't want to find out about it because if if you're skeptic you want to try it and see if it works like skeptic is not oh I've never heard of this I'm, I'm never going to hear more about it skeptic is I've never hear, heard about it tell me everything about it tell me everything that the people like it have to say about it tell me everything that the people think it's bullshit have to say about it tell me what the people in between have said about it and the reputation and all the general information and then let me come to a decision like that's skepticism and that's what i'm hearing in your voice is like that is what we encourage but sometimes people go i'm skeptical about crypto and i go well do you want to learn about it they go no <laughs> and i'm like you're not skeptical you're scared that's different but um i mean and that's okay too but just use your words appropriately but go ahead and i just wanted to echo that yo i
1: i appreciate you jumping in I uh, definitely sharing that sentiment i i think that was beautiful well beautifully well said that sometimes people's fallback uh, their fear response is just to say the word skeptical. So I like how you kind of made that that distinction. I, I absolutely agree with that. And then uh, just a quick disclaimer, just because uh, we're talking about medical stuff, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm actually not yet a Wim Hof instructor, and I say the word yet because that is one of my long term goals. So everything I'm talking about here is just from edu- it's just for an educational
0: purposes. None
1: of this should be thought of as medical advice. All right.
0: Yeah, NMA, NFA, we're just women and hopping, bro. We're exactly. Just All
1: right, so let's freaking dive into it. So a little intro to me. As I said, I've been practicing the Wim Hof Method for about four years now. Uh, I have a deep fascination and interest in knowledge base around health and wellness, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, in my career job currently, I'm a uh, senior project manager. I've got about 10 years of experience in that field. And then I work uh, for a wellness brand who is focused on the advancement of psychedelics. And that project's called Chronic Youth. And I'm also a moderator for Impact Theory, who is led by Tom Bilyeu. And I can explain kind of more uh, about that later on. But getting back to my story and how I got into the, the Wim Hof Method, And to be honest, I've actually uh, before I got into Web3, I'm a little bit more of a what I would say private person. And so I haven't ever really shared this story in the amount of depth that I plan to go in right now. And the reason I decided that it'd be good to share this is because I've been in so many spaces lately talking about mental health, which I'm extremely passionate about because I have a lot of personal experience with it. And it's really given me the courage being in those other spaces where people share their story and they're vulnerable. And they're, one of the reasons why I love being in Web3 is because it seems like the people that navigate towards this space uh, are open and uh, are, are willing to be vulnerable with each other. And I just have a lot of respect for that. And so it's kind of given me the, the courage to kind of share my vulnerabilities. And so, uh, again, this is kind of the first time that I'm really itch- sharing this level of detail. But I thought it'd be good to kind of set the stage before we get into uh, the
0: actual method. That sound good for you? Fuck. Fuck Yeah, that sounds good. I love it, bro. Let's fucking breach the veil, bro. Pierce the fucking boundaries. Fucking step outside of our comfort zone and grow. Let's fucking do it. All right.
1: So my story actually starts back in 2015. I got a uh, a really, really severe... Uh, concussion back in 2015. I basically smashed my face off the pavement and I actually had headaches for four straight consecutive years. And yeah, you heard that correctly. Four straight years of daily headaches. And I was just so it was one of the most challenging or it was the most challenging four years of my life just dealing with the headaches and nothing was giving me relief. At the same time, I was dealing with uh, a really bad breakup with the person that I had thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, Just quick side note, I'm actually grateful for that because now I'm with the person I actually will spend the rest of my life with. But so during that time, I had really bad anxiety and I had a lot of really bad, pretty severe panic attacks. And so I was at a job that I just really did not like. I was dealing with the heartbreak. I had severe panic attacks pretty regularly, at least once or twice a week. And like I said, I just had the worst like migraine that you could ever imagine for four straight years. And I went down the whole Western uh, medical route of doing injections and steroids and Botox shots. And I took all the medications like strong, strong medications that a lot of the like football players that deal with this uh, post-concussion syndrome deal with. And I literally was feeling no relief from any of that. And then at the time I was seeing a therapist and they recommended that I try meditation. So this is in 2016 and it literally changed my life. And I started meditating and kind of rediscovering kind of my spiritual side. And I got into things like yoga and float tanks and uh, forest bathing and just all these different acupuncture, all these different healing modalities, as well as the, the Wim Hof method. And then in 2017, I was actually in a motorcycle accident and I screwed up my neck really bad and the headaches just spiked again. And so I was just pretty helpless and hopeless. Honestly, I just thought I was going to have neck and headaches for the rest of my life. And I just kind of learned to accept it. And what's crazy, thinking back, I have no idea how I was doing this, but I was working uh, one career job about 60 hours a week. And then I had two side hustles I was working. So I was working like 80 hours a week. And in the type of pain that was like even hard to get out of my bed, I have no I have no idea why I put myself through that much misery. And then I was seeing a cranial massage, uh, cranial sacrum therapist, uh, massage therapist, and they recommended the Wim Hof method. And I just fell absolutely in love with it and went down the rabbit hole. And then, like I said, I started doing acupuncture and sauna and spending a lot of time in solitude in nature and uh, Tai Chi and all these different healing modalities. And really the bedrock of my healing was the Wim Hof Method and still continues to be. And uh, fortunately, in 2019, after a little over four years, Uh, after a couple acupuncture sessions and because I was doing meditation and the Wim Hof method regularly, I was able to kind of kick those headaches, which was awesome. I still struggle now and then with with the headaches and the neck pain. And so that's why I continue continue to do it. And why I'm so fired up about the Wim Hof method is if you go online and you look at all the, the testimonials of people, I mean, what it's been able to help people with is just absolutely mind-blowing. And from personal experience, you know, it helped reduce my physical pain. It helped improve my mood. It strengthened my mindset. It reduced my anxiety. And it actually improved my sports performance. And so I'm super passionate about it. I plan to become a Wim Hof instructor at some point. And I just want to kind of share uh, just how powerful this technique is. So before I kind of dive into what the technique is, maybe I'll pause, see if you have any comments or
0: questions. Yeah. One comment I have, um, not a question, but just for the people in the audience. So this is a study that I heard about the Wim Hof method that they took like maybe 10 people that he trained personally, um, and injected them, bro, with fucking, like, bacteria or some sort of, like, virus or something that's supposed to make people, like, sick, like, throw up, headache, all this type of shit, and, like, Wim fucking half himself, bro, he fucking crushed it, just crushed the virus, whatever, entirely, and then his ten disciples, like, largely crushed it, like, like the normal person would have been having diarrhea, they had like like mild like a little bit of stomach like pains or cramps, but they just used the Wim Hof method and fucking literally like like bro, this was a te- like a controlled study like they they injected them with shit that would have made other people react drastically and they just didn't bro. They just Wim Hof fucking crush it like this is this is real like that's a re- like that's not some maybe that's not some myth. I'm not exaggerating. That is a real thing that happened like so it's mind blowing. But people just haven't heard about it. But we're about to.
1: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll dive into that research because you brought it up and then we can go back to just talking about the basics just so everybody knows what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, you're, you're referencing the study that took place in 2014. So just to give a little backstory, a little more context. So uh, they have been doing studies uh, for years now and actually 16,000 and some odd people they've injected with E. coli bacteria and it's in a controlled setting. Because like if you get too high of E. coli, you you, you can die from it. Uh, but okay, so it's in a controlled setting. And then they uh, they took the blood, a sample of blood from Wim, and then they exposed like in a t- in a petri dish, they exposed his blood to the uh, the bacteria, and he had no inflammatory response to it. And so they were like, what the heck is going on? Like this is impossible because when you get uh, exposed to bacteria. Your immune system releases inflammation, and that's what basically then uh, kind of sterilizes and neutralizes the threat, whether it be a virus or bacteria. And so they're like, okay, what the hell is going on here? Like, let's get this guy in to study him. So then they injected him like in a live setting with this E. coli, and all he did was his breathing exercise. And usually people have symptoms of, like you said, fever, stomach uh, uh, cramps, they have uncontrolled shivering. Uh, it's like flu like symptoms. And he was able to absolutely eliminate and reduce any negative symptoms. And he didn't feel the effects of the bacteria then. So they're like, okay, well, you're just a freaking nature. You're the ice man. This doesn't, you know, we don't really understand this, but let's see if we can have other do, you know, let's do a, a more controlled, or a larger study and they brought in 12 people uh, to do, and they did a controlled setting. So 12 were part of, uh, got trained in the Wim Hof method. And then the other 12 uh, were like the control. And after he took them just in four days, it only took four days to teach them the Wim Hof method. And we can get into what that is. They all got injected with E. coli in 100%, all 12, did not experience any of the symptoms and the controlled group, they all experienced symptoms. I mean, I, like this was back in 2014. And the fact that people don't know about this study, it literally changed uh, the books, like the biology books in the Netherlands, because he proved that he could have control over his autonomic nervous system, which was thought of literally not possible. And he proved scientifically, again, this is not speculation. You can look up the study on the, uh, the Wim Hof method website. It's just absolutely mind blowing. So, yeah, that 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 study was just wicked cool to see, especially because he trained, like I said, those other 12 people and 100 percent of them were able to uh, do the same thing. So he's not just a freak of nature,
0: which is just exciting to see. Yeah, man, it means each and every one of us has this potential locked or unlockable inside of us. So, without further ado, let let's you know dig in. What is the Wim Hof Method? How do you do? Yeah, it? absolutely. So
1: people may be even wondering who the hell is Wim. Before we even talk about the method, you're like, the Iceman, I never heard of him, or maybe you have, and maybe you see him on a podcast, and <laughs> I just love this man. He is just full of life and energy and love, uh, but he's nicknamed the Iceman. He's been practicing this method, which involves uh, a certain breathing technique. and involves cold exposure, and then it involves, uh, like, growing a empowering mindset or having intention or doing a form of meditation. He actually holds 21 world records that would absolutely blow your mind. Once you kind of go down into the rabbit hole, I know you mentioned a couple of them in the intro. I mean, this motherfucker literally climbed Mount Everest in shorts without a t-shirt and sandals. Like let that sink in for a moment. Like how, the hell and i'm someone who uh i do a lot of winter backpacking and a lot of winter hiking and i climb a lot of mountains in the winter uh here in the white mountains of new hampshire and i wear like layer upon layer upon layer i actually just went on a trip quick side note uh a couple weeks ago and i got down to negative 10 degrees And I was just sitting in my little tent, and all I was thinking of is like Wim, like how can Wim be outside, exposed his skin to this temperature? So it kind of is what inspires me uh, to really keep pushing myself. This mother
0: yeah, and just real quick for the audience, not fucking around. Like if I, dude, if I didn't know for a fact that you were telling the truth, I would think you were fucking around. We're just, like, exaggerating. But I I happen to know this information as well prior to this conversation, and this does happen to be true. Like, I don't know if people in the audience are skeptical because it sounds fucking ridiculous, but it's true. So No, it is
1: ridiculous, and that's why I started this intro saying, listen, it's okay to be skeptical, and I'm not here to convince you of anything. Whether you believe me or not, it, it doesn't change, you know, my practice. It doesn't change my beliefs. My hope is just that I inspire you to do a little more digging yourself. I mean, I'm some PFP that's, you know, going on about this guy that climbed Mount in shorts. If you were to just believe that at face value, <laughs> uh, we may have something more bigger to talk about. I wouldn't believe that on face value either. Uh, some other things is he's uh, ran uh, above the Arctic Circle a marathon barefoot. He actually ran in the desert uh, without drinking water a marathon. He stayed in ice for almost two hours without changing his core body temperature. So he's on a mission. I'm super passionate to share his mission. He wants people to become happy, strong, and healthy. If you watch a podcast from him, he literally says it like 15 times in the podcast. And one thing I just want to talk about is a little bit of the basics of biology, because this is one of the most fundamental things to understand when learning about the Wim Hof Method. At a fundamental level, our health of our cells is depending on three basic needs, oxygen, water, and nutrients, which the nutrients is what you get for food. And what the body does for anyone who's not a biologist, the body takes in these elements and then it uses your blood as a transport vehicle to transport these three key nutrients to your cells. And then that's what your cells use to make energy. And then that's how we actually function as human beings. So circulation and optimizing circulation is like one of the most fundamentals of health and to live a healthy life. And if you look at diseases like Alzheimer's, for example, it's a lack of circulation in the blood because of the buildup of the plaques. If you look at a lot of these other diseases, you'll actually see that, uh, or, you know, heart disease, it's the number one killer in uh, the U.S., and it has to do with circulation. And what the problem is in our Western society and the way in which we live today is we don't expose ourselves enough to the elements because we live comfortable lives, right? All our houses have either AC and heat. Our cars have AC and heat. We wear clothes all the time. And so we're not stimulating our largest organ, which is the skin. A lot of people don't realize that the skin is actually an organ and because we're not exposing it to different temperatures, like we did when we were hunters and gatherers, we're not stimulating it. And why this is important is because your cardiovascular system, you know, sits right below your skin, right? Your arteries, your veins, and your capillaries. Fun fact, there's actually 60,000 miles. If you were to extend your veins, capillaries and blood vessels. If you were to extend it, it would actually go around the world uh, three times. It's 60,000 miles in length, which just absolutely boggles the mind. And so if we're not exposing ourselves, those little muscles, that's what the capillaries are, the little muscles that help transport the blood and have the blood flow through the body. If we're not working those out, just like if you don't work out your muscle, right? you, you don't, um, they don't build up strength. They don't actually work properly. And so what cold exposure does, and there's many different types and it actually cold and heat. I was just talking to you how I just did a, a sauna session. heat works in a opposite way, but it works out the cardiovascular system just like cold does. So cold and heat are great for a cardiovascular workout. So you can take cold showers, cold plunges, cryotherapy, or you can spend time in nature. So I like to give an analogy because I know some people aren't really into biology, and this may be a little confusing to talk about blood flow and uh, you know, your cardiovascular system. So imagine you're sitting in a car and you're on a three-lane highway with bumper-to-bumper traffic. Up ahead, there's an accident and everybody's squeezing down to one lane. Then after the accident, you get by the accident finally, and the highway opens back up to now five lanes. So it started with three, everybody squeezed down to get by the accident into one, and then it opened up into five lanes. This is exactly how cold exposure works. So your veins, your arteries and your capillaries are the highways and the cars are the blood vessels. And so what happens when you go into cold, it causes what's called vasoconstriction, which causes narrowing of the veins, the blood vessels, and the capillaries. So it's the highway that gets uh, narrower. When it gets narrower, the blood can't flow to your extremities, like your fingers, your hands, your toes, etc. So the blood pools up and protects your organs because it actually causes a uh, – a uh, sympathetic response, which is like a fight or flight response. And so your blood stays to your organs because you're stressing the body. And what happens is it causes the blood to become hyper oxygenated because the blood's a lot closer to where oxygen comes in through the lungs. And then when you come out of the cold, it causes vaso-dilation which is just a fancy word for widening of those blood vessels. So that's when the highway goes from one lane back to five. And so in simple terms, so again, that's just all the really deep, in-depth biological. The simplest way to think about it is it increases blood flow. As we talked about earlier, blood flow is like one of the most foundational aspects of health. Having good blood flow equals healthy life. So maybe I'll stop there. If you have any questions, and then I can go into a little bit more of the the other effects that happen with cold.
0: Nah, I would just say another analogy is having a really good blow Sorry, really good blood flow is having like really low gas fees.
1: <laughs> I love it. Tie it back to Web three.
0: Web three for life, baby. But yeah, I'm, I'm following uh, along so far. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to hear the method. So, as much as, you know, you want to tell us more about the effects, but I'm also, you, you get me, you know, I'm ramped up here. I want to hear how we do it. So,
1: we're getting there, man. You my know, friend. however you're flowing. Uh, frame-
0: yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I got it. We're good. So, <laughs> yeah. Good luck.
1: Yeah, the framework and it's uh, just the way kind of I, maybe I should have started with that, but the way my brain thinks is I like to talk about what. So, what is cold therapy? What are the, and then I like to talk about why, why would you want to do cold therapy? And then we get into the, uh, the meat and potatoes and that's the how. So it's just kind of the process I like to explain things in.
0: So just to- What, why, how, bro, I'm what, with Why, it. how,
1: exactly. So uh, just to close out the, the why and the different effects. I mean, if, if you start to study this, I, I literally think cold exposure and like I said, heat exposure, if they could package this into a pill, It would literally be considered a miracle drug, like a quick, again, side street, because I'm very passionate about sauna and heat exposure too, and it does the opposite of what I said at the beginning, it causes vasodilation, so it increases blood flow, and then when you get out, it actually causes vasoconstriction, so I personally mix sauna, and then after I do a cold bath, because it widens the veins, and then it quickly, uh, narrows the veins and then they widen after. So it's just like a workout. Um, and they did a study with sauna use and, uh, in I think like the Netherlands and they followed 2000 people for 20 years and the results are absolutely, absolutely astounding. And I think if they did follow people with the Wim Hof method, they'd have very similar uh, results, but the, the, the TLDR on that is if you practice sauna for four to seven days a week at 180 degrees for 19 minutes. So I, that's why I target 20. It has a 50% reduction in cardiovascular disease, uh, stroke, uh, cancer, diabetes, and all like basically every disease, it like 50% reduces it. It's just absolutely mind blowing. And so, but to get back to the, the biological effects of cold, one of the things it does is it calls it, it, it starts what's called uh, cold thermogenesis. And so this is just a fancy way of saying how your body metabolizes and how your cells metabolize fat. And so what happens is it turns white fat into what's called brown fat. And so this has actually been shown. There's been studies that uh, cold exposure actually helps with weight loss. And you can increase your cold adapt- adaptability. I always struggle with that word. And so, what that means is, what what the brown fat means is, there's something in your cells called mitochondria. And this is another thing that it does is it, it increases the production of mitochondria. And for people again that aren't biologists, the mitochondria
0: mitochondria is the powerhouse of yeah, the cell. Yeah,
1: there you go. You got this. You have a do you have a background in biology?
0: No, it's just the one thing I remember from bio is that mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. There's like a lot of beeps about it. It's like it's like a joke online. It's like the it's like the one thing all of us remember from bio. We don't know anything else.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's it's basically the factories of your cells. And this is where your body takes the energy, right? We talked about that earlier, and it turns it into ATP, which is just the energy that your to use. What's up?
0: Adenosine triphosphate is ATP. Yep, exactly. That's the other thing I personally remember. That's not in the memes. That's just a meme thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it, man.
0: Because my teacher, ATP is energy, adenosine triphosphate. And that's stuck on. Oh,
1: me. Oh, the little jingle. I love it. It's so funny how that shit works with memory. Um, and so why they call it brown fat is when you look at the fat cells under a microscope, it appears more brown because it has more mitochondria. And so the more mitochondria in the fat cells... It makes it look this brownish, tannish tint. And the reason that's good is because, number one, you'll have more energy. And if anyone's ever watched Wim Hof in an interview, the dude's like in his mid-60s, and he has more energy than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's because he literally, like physiologically, he has a better ability at creating more energy. One of the other great byproducts of having more mitochondria, which again, mitochondria is like extremely important for the health of your cells. The other byproduct of having more mitochondria is when they produce energy, one of the offshoots of that is heat. So when they're producing energy, they're working in their little factories, they actually release heat. And so you'll actually, if you start exposing yourself to cold consciously in a controlled, safe way, you'll actually be able to withstand cold better because physiologically you have more mitochondria. And as they produce energy, you can literally adapt to that cold easier, which is just like really cool. If people struggle with being cold all the time, I've been trying to get my dad into this because he is just like cold all the time. It's been a struggle, but maybe we'll get there. Uh, the other thing it can do is mood and, and reduce stress. When you go into the cold, it releases, uh, 300% more neural which is just adrenaline in the brain. And what this does is if anyone's ever been on the highway and someone cuts you off and you get that spike and your blood turns warm, that's adrenaline. And what adrenaline does is it clears out your system. And because like if you were in nature and, you know, there was a predator, you want to be able to run or fight. You want your biochemistry to be right. And so that's what adrenaline does. improve circulation. We talked about that helps boost the immune system. We talked about that with the 24, 2014 study, and then it reduces inflammation. If you study health and diseases, you'll find that literally like 99% of all diseases that are not. Uh, genetic uh, have an underlying uh, an underlying, I don't know what the right word. I'm, I'm blanking on the word, but they all have inflammation. They all have inflammation. And so one of the most important things is if you have chronic inflammation, this is what leads to disease. And so uh, this method is just great for decreasing that inflammation. So, Now, let's talk about how you can actually practice it. What I like to say is always start slow. And if anyone has any like pre-existing heart issues or any other conditions, like you definitely want to talk to your doctor about this. Like, I'm not just saying that as a disclaimer. Like, I just there's like a lot of implications if you aren't a relatively healthy person. But I always say start slow and don't ever force it. You know, sometimes I see people who have never taken a cold shower and yet they're trying to jump into a frozen lake. I'm like, you're going to fucking pass out from that shit. And so cold showers, you know, what's the actual protocol? How could you start? When I first started many years ago, I just did like, imagine the, the shower temperature was like a, a clock. I would just go to six o'clock and I would do it for 10 seconds. I take a hot shower for two minutes, three minutes, whatever it is. And then at the end I would just turn it to six o'clock and I would stay in it for 10 seconds. And then the next day I would do 15. And then the next day I would do 20 and I would just build and build. And then eventually I got after like a month and a half, I got to as cold as the shower could go. And now I honestly don't take hot showers. And so what I would just say is you can build up to it. Have you ever tried a cold shower before?
0: So it's weird, bro. When I was a kid, I used to do this weird thing where I would I would run the shower from as cold as it went to as hot as it went because I thought it would help me train for something. I don't, I don't know what, bro. Like I I watched like shows about ninjas and shit. Like I must have seen it on something. It was like some sort of like torture, and I was like, oh shit! Like if they ever try to get me with that, I better I better get adapted to very hot and cold temperatures for for when I'm a ninja later in life. Um, I fix computers now. I don't know. Uh, you know I don't. <laughs> I don't think it played out the way I thought. But, yeah, I've taken hot, very hot and very cold showers. You never
1: know, man. You never know where you're going to be in five
0: years. <laughs> you know what? It, it, I, should, I should get back into it harder because maybe I still need it. <laughs> but, yeah, I've done both. Yeah,
1: man. I mean, so I started with cold showers, and then I uh, uh, graduated, if you will, to cold plunges. And for anyone who like looks at cold plunges, because I know it's become like kind of uh, you know a popular thing now, which I absolutely love. But if you look at cold plunges on Amazon or something, they're like fucking ten thousand dollars. I mean, it's crazy. And for someone like me that lives in an apartment, I can't just. Although if I lived alone, my girlfriend would never let this. I'd probably buy one, but um, I don't live alone. And so she allowed me to take over the freezer, which I'm absolutely grateful for. And uh, I have a bathtub. And what I do is uh, I fill up the bathtub with cold water. And I live in the East Coast, so it gets pretty cold, uh, especially in the wintertime. And then I freeze water bottles in my freezer. I'm up to about like 30 water bottles. And I- I'll send you a picture. Literally, my entire freezer is just water bottles. And so what I do is because I was buying ice every day and it just got so expensive. And so what I do is I, I take those water bottles, I put them in the tub and then they melt, but obviously the water stays in because it's in a water bottle. Then I put those water bottles back into the freezer and by tub, I can get down to 43 degrees. And so anything below 54 degrees uh, causes thermogenesis, which I talked about earlier. Um, so yeah, I'm super pumped that I can get it down into the the low forties.
0: So that would be step one of the method, right? It's, it's first start exposing yourself to more cold in general, either outside or in the shower.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Cold showers would start or even going outside. Like I actually don't really wear jackets in the winter time anymore, even though I live in the East coast, um, because I'm always trying to train myself. So start with uh, the cold showers if you're interested and then you can graduate to the cold plunges after.
0: And now I believe there's also a breathing aspect to it. right? Yeah. There's
1: three pillars. So that's the first one is cold. And that's the one I think that gets the most attention because, you know, breathing is, you know, doing a breath work isn't sexy, but you know, posting a picture of you jumping in a frozen Lake, which I do myself. So I'm, uh, uh, knocking on myself here.
0: Um, it gets it the gets views, the baby. Views, I watch the yeah, shit. Yeah, it's
1: sexy, right? You look like the man when you do it.
0: It's some gangster <laughs> shit, dude, of course.
1: So uh, I'm not throwing shade at
0: anyone. It's like you and Cristiano Ronaldo doing that shit. You know what I mean? David Goggins. It's some gangster dude, it's shit.
1: some David Goggins. I think Wim Hof is on the same level as David Goggins,
0: honestly. Um, they should chill, bro. I don't know if they've ever been on a pod. This isn't a side, but I would love to see them together. Oh You're right. Oh,
1: God, absolutely. Uh, all right, so the breath work. So the way to think about it is it, it's a controlled hyperventilation. And so you do a series of inhales, deep diaphragmatic inhales, followed by uh, shallow exhales. And there's a there's a guide on the Wim, Hof, Wim Hof's uh, podcast that is a guide on, on YouTube. So you can just follow along. And uh, you do it for 30 rounds. And so it's deep inhales, shallow exhales. And then at the 30th breath, you breathe out and then you hold and then you do a retention time for as long as you can hold your breath. And then at the end of it, you breathe in deep and then you squeeze into your head like you're constipated. And then you do it for three rounds. So I usually do three rounds. I've done five was the most I ever did. And it is one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had. Like, like, very, very, very powerful experiences you can have doing this breath work. I don't know
0: when you say powerful. Like, are you getting lightheaded? You might pass out. It's just like you feel a surge of energy. Like all what of
1: the it? above, man. And uh, you can have psychedelic-like states. You can see colors. You can have these visions. You can relive past uh, uh, you can le- relive traumas that you've had in, uh, in your life. Uh, you can get very emotional, like there's a lot of, I mean, you, breath work has been part of, uh, a part of yoga for thousands and thousands of years, you know, pranayama. And I'm just very passionate about breath work. And one thing I always like to say is like, I think sometimes people who are into the Wim Hof method they get too excited and thinking like, oh, this breath work is the only breath work you should do. I actually don't personally believe that because if it, it releases the it turns on the sympathetic nervous system, and so it releases that adrenaline, and which is crazy. They did a study where they tested the blood of someone going into their first bungee jump, and people had more adrenaline in their system from doing the breath work laying down on a table than someone going into a bungee jump, which is just absolutely insane. And so for the breath work, like if, if you're ever really anxious, I actually don't recommend the Wim Hof method in that moment. I actually would recommend something called the four, seven, eight breath, which is just inhale for four, hold for seven out for eight, which is basically just in and then double out. And that causes parasympathetic, uh, but yeah, you can have, to go back to the wind, you can have very, very powerful experiences. And I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Have you ever d- dove into his work?
0: No, him, I don't know. One real quick thing, though. Parasympathetic is like the parachute. It helps you come down. There's another fucking, bro, I had I had some decent teachers. They gave good analogies. Dude, you're
1: just filled with all these little, uh, you gotta like send me a list of this. <laughs>
0: I don't even know what's in this head, bro. I'm a willful <laughs> wizard. There's lots of knowledge in here. I don't even know what I don't know and what I do.
1: And so, um, yeah, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about how, uh, and this is somewhat speculative. I don't know if people are familiar with what DMT is, but um, he speculates.
0: DMT is dimethyltryptamine, bro. You ever meet Joe Rogan? You want to do some DMT <laughs> with him? Sorry. Go.
1: Of course I know Joe Rogan, Aubrey Marcus, ayahuasca, all that stuff. So, uh,
0: yeah, DMT is this shit your body produces, like when you're dreaming and like in a large burst when you die. And some people think it just launches you into like the fifth dimension where you can meet God and the machine elves and stuff, but I'll let you take exactly. it
1: away. Well, you just explained it perfectly, but Dr. Joe Dispenza actually speculates. And this guy's like a hardcore, uh, scientist. He's a neurologist. Um, but he tries to combine mysticism and science. And so he's talked about this form of breath work, which is very similar to Kundalini yoga or Tuma Tumo breathing or the work that Stannis Groff did with holotrophic breathing. These are all very similar practices. And what it does is it uh, when you hold your breath at the end there for that 15 seconds, it moves the cerebral spinal fluid up your spine from the bottom chakras up into the head chakra. And it goes by your pineal gland, which uh, is basically like this little crystallized structure in your brain, which is commonly referred to as the third eye, which is believed to be where the DMT is actually stored. And so it kind of like stimulates that part of the brain. And he has expressed, and people that have smoked DMT have done this type of breathing, had said they have had the same exact experience through breathwork, which is just absolutely mind-blowing that that could be possible. Um, But to go back into the the breathwork and what's happening in the body, What it does is it causes something called hypoxia, which is basically uh, when your body doesn't have enough oxygen to get into the cells. And what this does is it, it causes uh, the blood flow to go from the prefrontal cortex down into the lower parts of the brain, into the mammalian brain and the um, reptilian brain. And uh, it causes your blood to become alkaline. And, For anyone who's into working out or running or any type of physical activities, having alkalinity, when you get sore and you're working out, your muscles, uh, your um, acidity builds up in your muscles. And so if you do the breath work before a workout, I promise you it will increase your performance in the gym on a run or whatever because you alkalize your blood you're optimizing the ph and so your muscles will be able to kind of basically work longer
0: what so it like decreases or counteracts like the lactic uh lactic acid fermentation that you would normally experience from working out
1: so it causes um the acidity to go down it's the ph is the electrical charge of your actual blood to get like really nerdy about the science like it uh The electrons actually, the space in between the electrons gets wider when you have a positively charged pH. And so what that does is like, imagine if the the blood cells were flowing through your arm and they were clumping together because the electrons are so close together. It basically allows them to have further uh, distance between them. And so it can flow better. That's my understanding of. Kind of what alkalinity does in your blood, but one study I actually want to go to, uh, which you know that's the the breath work. The third part of the the method is uh, the mindset or meditation, and I want to go to a study that he uh, Wim Hof did in 2018, which is another one that absolutely blows my mind. And so the study was where he uh, got put uh, on a vet. He uh, went into this fMRI scan and he put on this vest. Firefighters have this like vest that circulates cold water into their into this vest to keep them cool, like when they go into a burning fire. And they use this vest to pump cold water into your body. And they put him in this fMRI scan and pump cold water into his body. And he just laid there. And they were you know, taking images of his brain. And if you've ever been in an MRI scan, you can't do the breathing. You're obviously not exposing yourself to cold. You can't contract your muscles. You can't move, basically. And it's like wicked, loud, crazy noises. So it's even hard to meditate. I, I couldn't meditate in that situation. And so the first part of the study, they just had him do nothing. They're like, oh, just go into this. And they looked at his core body temperature. And when they put cold water into the vest his core body temperature would go down and then they'd put warm water in and his core body temperature would go up so it kept going up and down as cold water came in and out of the vest then on the last day they're like okay well do whatever the, the ice man does and he's like I, I don't really know what the ice man does what the hell and so it's just interesting to hear him kind of explain uh this story in the study and so he just said okay well i just need to use my intention which again for people that or had a skeptical nature, this may be challenging for you to hear this. Um, But basically he figured out how to tap into the placebo effect. The placebo effect is pretty widely known in medical science and in every single drug study, if you do a double blind placebo controlled experiment, they account for the placebo. So it's understood and it's respected and it's agreed upon in the scientific literature. But nobody actually really knows how the placebo works because it's basically the idea that your mind can control your body, which to me that I don't know, I'm I guess maybe because of my spiritual nature, that doesn't sound far fetched because your mind literally comes from your brain. Your brain is literally your body, right? Your brain is in your body. So to think that your mind couldn't control your body, I mean, when you go to think to close your hand and your hand closes, that's your mind controlling your body. So I, I always struggle to say, like, when I, when I talk about this stuff, people have such a hard time understanding, like, well, then uh, that doesn't make sense. Like with the placebo, how can you make yourself well and, you know, affect your immune system and all that? I'm like, because how can you close your hand with your mind? Like your mind can literally control your body.
0: And so to get, I think, I think the hand is a good example. The one I find like when other people are struggling that gets them over the edge is I go, well, yo, think about breathing. Cause breathing one, it's central to the topic we're talking about. And it's the, it's the, uh, it's like the, it's the day Walker, bro. Like you ever see blade. He's like half vampire, half human. He's a vampire, but he can walk in the day. It's like, it's the middle ground. You know what I'm saying? Like between the two, does that kind of make sense? Oh, absolutely. Like, because breathing is – is you, you can control it sometimes when you want to, but if you aren't controlling it, it's still running in the background. So like your hand, maybe it's harder for people to understand because your hand is never doing its own thing. So it's like, well, how can I can take control of something like my immune system where it's just doing its own thing? It's like, well, your breathing is just doing its own thing, and you could take control of that. So that – for people who like – because I've tried to have this conversation too, and that's that's like the unlock that I've found. Dude,
1: I – this this – this conversation has been excellent, man. I, I really appreciate all the, the knowledge you're sharing and, and these analogies and these ways of thinking about it. I'm going to start using these examples because that Feel free, yeah, huh, man, yeah. that, that, that's a powerful unlock for me because that, that makes perfect sense. And to get back to the study, so what they did was on the last day, they put him in this fMRI scan. They put cold water in, into the into the vest. He actually had his core body temperature go up by a degree. And then as they pump cold water in, he did not, his core body temperature didn't change, which is just like, how could someone do that? And he did that all through his intention. And this is where it gets really interesting. And this is literally changing our understanding of physiology. And that's why I like, I'm so fired up about this because I just get wicked nerdy about like, uh, you know, improving and advancing our understanding about life, reality, health, biology, et cetera, et cetera. He actually showed that he can access what's called the uh, gray octal gray hemisphere, big fancy word for brainstem. So it's a region in your brainstem in the reptilian mind, which is where your opioids, the natural opioids that we all have, and your cannabinoids, your cannabinoids, is what you know cbd is for people that don't know what cannabinoid is that's what cbd is you have endogenous cannabinoids it's what actually it's called your endocrine system it's what regulates all your hormones like testosterone uh estrogen uh cortisol etc etc and so he actually showed that he could activate his perioctal gray hemisphere with his thought alone which literally was thought of not as possible and so this dude has somehow found a way to access basically every part of his brain. And so when the cold water comes in, because he's been in uh, like an ice bath for two hours and cold water comes in, he knows how to activate the, the pain centers so that the, the brain stem is when you, you know, break your arm or something or you're exposed to cold, the pain centers is what kicks in and he knows how to activate that at will. I mean, it is just absolutely mind-blowing.
0: Yeah, dude, he's a modern-day fucking Jedi. Bro, and here's what I say. Like, a lot of people, you know, don't know about this. But, like, the government and shit probably knows about this. And if they really gave a fuck about you at all... Like, all children from very early ages, like, this would be part of gymnastics. Like, this would be, you know, like, when they do the push-ups, you got to do the mile run. Bro, they would be teaching them Wim hop. Everybody would be healthy and shit. So, I mean, I don't want to get too conspiracy political, but, like, I just, I don't know how you argue with that. If you know this is real, and it is, and you could literally get people to climb Everest in shorts type thing for someone who's really good at it, but for the average person at least not get a fucking, like, cold and flu and, like, you, you're much healthy against disease – like but they don't teach anybody this and they just could i, I don't fucking care man there's a, there's you know whatever motivation is if anyone tries to tell me someone really really cares about me i'm like how much money do they want like there's something else like not not people in the v friends community honestly cuz those are like but some like a corporation someone in the bigger world i don't know that's just my thing but if this is powerful this is fucking amazing this is real there's a guy who's literally walking around like a jedi and there is nothing special about him like biologically as far as we can tell he's just using techniques that we all could have learned from day one so you know it's not too late though that's the point right Is like we could get in now we could learn them i don't know why i never learned them more like I, i i thought it was harder or something like I've I'm I'm I've actually been getting into it now. Someone else told me uh, you get a lot of dopamine from taking cold showers. So that's what kind of got me back into thinking about cold showers again. So then I kind of started, you know, experimenting a little bit with that. You're coming in with the Wim Hof. So I'm kind of already easing into step one, bro. I'm ready to do the breathing method. I got to play this back and like listen to the exact steps that you said. But I have this now like recorded and, we you know, and anyone's listening. We could always just go back and fucking play it. And now we fucking have the magic. So. Yeah, man, I, I
1: love that. And I, I'd offer, I, I'm really passionate and deep into this. So as you start to explore this, my DMs are absolutely open. I can jump on another fucking Twitter space with you. Like I'll help help you through because there's going to be a lot of friction that comes up when you start the breathing, when you start the cold showers. I still to this day, four, four years later, I've been doing this. I still to this day, every time I, I set that, that cold plunge. I never want to go in. I never want to fucking go in. And that's the beauty of this is I believe in doing things because they're hard. You know, one of my favorite quotes by JFK is he was talking about going to the moon. He says, we don't do it because it's easy. We do it because it's hard. So outside of all these biological, you know, I've gotten really heady on the biological side just because I know that in introduction to the science, if I were to tell you all the other benefits, it'd be hard to hear. So I wanted to really focus on the science. But the other thing that's really beautiful is it trains your mindset. It allows you to become more resilient. So then when you're dealing with everyday stress of whatever, from your boss to traffic to, you know, your significant other to finance stress or whatever it is, you can deal with that stress better because when you do things that are hard, you retrain your mind, you recondition your mind. And to go back to one other thing that you said is like, you know, the government and you don't want to be conspiracy. And the reality is we we don't have to be ashamed of admitting this. Our society is driven by capitalism. Now, I don't...
0: Honey yeah, and egg, bro. Not yeah, no
1: And I, I personally don't... I don't choose to say... Uh, this is just my personal beliefs. So I don't choose to say, like, oh, capitalism is bad and that's not the way it should be. Like, I've actually chosen to... Uh, Accept the reality in which I find
0: myself in the reality in which I find myself. Yeah, I'm not really anti anything. I don't believe in being anti things yeah. just before the opposite of it, you know? So we don't, you don't have to tear something down, but like whatever is make it better. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's not as good as it Absolutely. could
1: Absolutely. And that's why doing interviews like this is like, we don't need some big pharmaceutical company and to teach people. We can do podcasts like this. We can do Twitter spaces like this. We can share information, especially, in the web 3 ecosystem like that's what this is all about it's all about sharing information sharing knowledge with different communities like helping each other through this so uh, like whether people, you know, whether the the pharmaceutical companies will eventually adopt this and whatnot, of, of course they won't. There's no money in it. And so we don't need them though. Like we can share this message. We can all practice it ourselves. And I honestly think in 10 years from now, this will be practiced in schools. And that's actually why I want to become a Wim Hof instructor is because I want to share this message and I want to teach people because it's just so transformational. It's to go back to the story I told in the beginning, like, what it's done for me and how it's helped me is just like absolutely revolutionary. And I don't use that word very often, but it has been, or transformational is, is another great word. And so I just appreciate you kind of bringing me on, helping me to get this message out there. And like I said, I'm more than helping happy to answer anyone's questions, talk about it more. Uh, I have, I mean, I could talk about this for seven more hours. Um, so I have a lot more kind of resources
0: to pass out about five to 10 more minutes. So cut it, <laughs> condense the seven hours into about that. Uh, and I was going to tell you also the last five or 10 minutes here, we also do like, you can have a call to action, uh, moment if you want. So like, you know, your links, uh, if you're, you got a book that's coming out, you you know, you got a, your own podcast, you're doing a space, whatever it is, you know, blast it out or, whatever you want to go out on you don't have to do that either you could just you know keep going with the topic but you know it's your it's like you are kind of five ten minutes here all
1: right cool i uh yeah I'll, I'll, i'll talk about one last thing and then um i'll dive into some of the other things that i'm involved in uh in the web3 space here hold on i'm just trying to pin this real quick One other story I just want to tell about, like, cause you, you mentioned Wim Hof and he, if he's a freak of nature and all that, uh, he actually has a twin brother and they've studied him and they've shown that genetically, uh, it's not a genetic thing that Wim's able to do that. It's because he practices it. And he actually took a group of people to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which is like 20,000 feet. And they did it in, uh, a little, I think it was like 36 hours. And bro, they had someone who had no prior mountaineering experience, who has Lyme disease and is 76 years old. And he was able to climb Kilimanjaro in under 48 hours. Usually it takes five days to climb it. And this guy did it with Lyme disease and being 76 years old with no prior mountaineering experience. I mean, it is just mind blowing. Um, But to transition away, and I appreciate you giving me an opportunity with that call to action, I'm actually involved in a project called Chronic Youth. And I just uh, uh, pinned up uh, a tweet from our founder, uh, Microdose Megan. And why I think it has a lot of uh, crossover with the Wim Hof Method is what we're trying to do is build really a wellness brand. Now, our initial focus is more around psychedelics and psychedelic advancement. We hired a, uh, a neurologist who is on the core team as the head of science. And so he's coming at it from the perspective of the scientific research. So, you know, psychedelics have been stigmatized for so long now. And what we really want to do is bring the science-based evidence around these substances that are being studied at places like John Hopkins, Harvard University, uh, Stanford, New York University, et cetera, et cetera. And then also a lot of people in our community, myself included, have a real deep spiritual connection and practice. Uh, I'm very passionate about shamanism myself, specifically uh, shamanism in Peru. And so what we're trying to do is really bridge that gap, bridge that gap between the science of psychedelics and teaching people from an educational point of view, as well as bridging the gap to the spiritual side. And in addition to psychedelics, we are also uh, really creating a wellness brand to talk about things like the Wim Hof Method, to talk about things like meditation, to talk about things like forest bathing and nutrition. And so we're really trying to create this community that is centered around uh, health and well-being. And that really extends to all those things that I've just talked about. And we'll definitely plan to do some deep dives uh, for the Wim Hof Method. And really, uh, one of our goals on our roadmap is to create a a platform where you can connect with health coaches and wellness coaches and uh, breathwork practitioners and yoga teachers, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's really what we're building out for that. And then the last uh, call to action, I guess I'll say, is I'm actually looking for a full-time job in the Web3 space. And I have extensive experience as a uh, project manager, as I mentioned in my intro. Right now, I, I manage a portfolio of about 500 mil for a, one of the top universities here in uh, planning and real estate in Boston. And so I have extensive experience with complex project management. And as I said, I, I'm actually the head of operations for that chronic youth project project. And I've been in Web3 for about three years now. So I'm very knowledgeable of what's going on. And if there's anyone that you know or anyone that listens to this that has any openings for a operations role or a project management role in Web3, definitely let me know because that's what I'm looking for.
0: Fuck yeah. So anyone in the audience, obviously, feel free to connect. Anyone listening on the replays on, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Anchor YouTube, wherever you're checking out the talking about life podcast, feel free to reach out to me if you want me to help make that connection. Feel free to reach out directly to free your mind 808 on Twitter. But uh, yeah, he's out here, man. He's killing, it. he's a fucking. You know, he's a Jedi in training, bro. He's he's bringing me, he's a middle Jedi. Like, I don't know what's between Padawan and Jedi. He's like a Jedi Knight, I think, like, or something. Uh, You know, bringing me in as the Padawan uh, to the to the Wim Hof. He's a great guy, bro. He's got good energy. He's I see his posts. It's very positive posts. We, we post some similar things sometimes. So if you like that positive energy flow vibe, you know, check this motherfucker out. I'm glad I did. So I, I would imagine you would be too. I don't know if, if you're not, you know, I mean, that's your own experience, but I definitely recommend it. I'm fucking for it. Um, we're definitely gonna go ahead, close out here. We always close out by thanking the guests and the listeners. So anyone who's in the audience, thank you so much. If you enjoyed the space, you know, like it, share it, retweet it. Um, you know, maybe, maybe call somebody who you haven't seen since middle school and say, Hey, remember we used to eat lunch together in sixth grade. Um, Yeah, I haven't talked to you in a while, but you should check out Kowski's Talking About Life podcast. I don't know. It's just an idea or something. You know, just tell people. to Find people to tell. Um, Only if you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, I don't know, bro. Listen to different podcast. I'm not here to control your life, dude. It's only if you like it. Um, So, you know, free your mind. Uh, (laughs) That's the topic. That's the guest. Free your mind. We thank you also. Um obviously for coming on the show, bro delivering these beautiful lessons, fucking talking to us, driving with us, inspiring us, offering to help us directly, being there as a resource, you know, people could reach out to. We fucking love that so much. We also once again thank God, source energy, the universe, light, spirit, nature, whatever the fuck you want to call, whatever's bigger than you if you so believe it. I know I do. Like I said, you don't have to, but I do, I think you should. Uh you know, if it if it vibes with you, you know, follow your intuition. Then the last message we always close out on here is a message from our friend Afakasi Brand on Twitter, who runs The Barbershop Spaces. Help me find my voice to start my own podcast. And that message is, if you haven't heard it today, you are loved. The universe is full of light and dark. There's multiple forces at work here. But there's another way to see it, that beyond all the light and dark, there's some sort of unity and oneness, and that's love. And love creates life, and the Big Bang, and... Not only are you loved, you are the force of love, conscious and incarnate and in the flesh. And you're the mind walking around, the spirit, the body fused together, having a human experience as as the universe. And that's it. If you haven't heard it today, you are loved.